We are blessed to begin a new day. We're blessed to begin a new day. We're blessed to begin a new life because a new day is a new life. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we're also blessed that the weather that the weather is is uh, rainy and and cold uh, on the outside. Because what it does for us is it reminds us of the, the uh, importance of the, the weather on the inside. When it's beautiful on the outside, uh, and it's beautiful, everything seems beautiful, and everything, you wake, wake up with all, uh, all you know, inspiration, and on the right side of, of your head, as we say, and everything is just right. So, Baruch Hashem, that's a blessing. But it's, uh, in, in a certain way, there's a big, bigger, bigger bracha. In a certain way, there's a bigger bracha when, when, uh, when, you're, when you're forced, when you're challenged to, to find the weather within, to weather the storm on the inside, when a person's able to say, okay, how can I, how can I make things different for myself how can I learn to look at things more beautiful, to have more patience for a person? And of course, when we're dealing with Avodah Hashem and we're dealing with growth of judging people favorably and judging ourselves favorably, purity of speech, talking, um, talking positively, of course, comes from a person's judgment of oneself, a person's judgment of, of one, one another. And of course, that takes so much time and patience. Um, you know, we expect in one day or we expect in one week or in one year, we expect, thank you very much, to be able to transform ourselves from negativity to positivity. And it's something that takes so much time. It takes time to heal. It takes time first to be aware, even for a person to be aware of the way he thinks, and, and we have to remember, one of the things that's important to remember is, is when a person sees a certain, sees life a certain way, and a person sees things a certain way, we're very much programmed from our upbringing, we're very much programmed from the, from the things that happened to us, and our experiences of the past, and it's very difficult for a person to, to change that thinking very very difficult and a person person needs time and patience as we've said many times it, it took you 20 years uh you know of negativity and 20 years of whatever it is so it, it takes even longer uh, another 20 years plus to, to to help oneself when a person looks at it that way so he's more patient he's uh he's more understanding and uh and he's more gentle with himself in his transformation. But one thing we do know, one thing we do know is that the speech of a person, the power of speech and the power of judgment of a person is very, very, very powerful. We know how it's very, very powerful, how we look at other people, how we look at ourselves, how the Heichel Askus, as the Chavot Chaim says, there's a Heichel, there's a chamber of Skus, and a chamber of 
on the Jewish people, and there is a chamber, like a room in, in Shemayim, where there's judgment and there's not, not judgment. And it all comes from how we look at other people, and for sure, how a person talks and, and the words that come out of one's mouth. And that's why we learn purity of speech every day. The reason we are in Gullus, we can't forget, the reason we are in Gullus, it's a very simple reason why we're in Gullus. I did not make this up myself. This is uh, Chazal, told us, teaches us many, many places. The reason we are in Gullus and the reason we're still suffering and the Jewish people are suffering is because of Sinas Chinam, is because of baseless hatred. And as the Chavetz Chaim says, that is the cause for Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara and Sinas Chinam are one in the same. And all we can do is every day, all we can do is every day learn the halachas and we can be sensitive to the halachas, the hilchas Lashon Hara. That's all we can do. When we do that and we learn the halachas, and I want to reiterate this and to say this to anyone who thinks not like that, that they're, it's very scary, that a person can learn Torah all day and a person can, can learn all day. But if he's not learning Musr, like we said the other day, if a person's not learning enough Musr, a person's not learning Hilchus Lashon Hara, it, it could be, it's very dangerous, it's very dangerous what the, what the person's doing. And many times the person looks at him and says, okay, uh, you know, Hilchus Lashon Hara is for the women, Hilchus Lashon Hara is for, you know, for the Bali Tshuva, Hilchus Lashon Hara is for, you know, Whatever, whatever you're going to say in the Musr, uh, you learn your five minutes of Musr, your twelve minutes of Musr that you're Yotze, you know, and it's uh, it, it can't be further further than the truth. It can't be further than the truth. The more a person learns Torah, and the more a person becomes closer to Hashem, and the more a person tries to work on himself and becomes a a uh, more serious uh, Oved Hashem, the more dangerous it can be that he can fall. Because what happens is you then start judging more people. You then think you're better than other people. You can then, uh, you know, it, be, it becomes very, very dangerous. And, and um, it's one of the things that we, that we want to remember. It's one of the things that also takes time. It really takes time for a person, you know, we, like we spoke the other day, when it comes to self-love, right? people of self-love, is that like a psychological thing? Is that a... Uh, uh, is that a um, you know a thing for people who have emotional problems? So so just to say very emphatically and very clear is that self love and learning to love oneself and learning to be patient with oneself to learn to be patient with your spouse with your children to be someone who's patient with other people is is uh, is the olive base of, of Judaism. It's the olive base. It's the foundation of being a healthy Jew, someone who can connect him, himself to Torah, to Baruch Hu, to everything. It's not a luxury. It's not a luxury. Okay, question, comments? Yes. Oh, I took a picture of him to send this to make a shot? The Gemara says, why was Yerubah, the king of Israel, mentioned with the kings of Judea in the same sentence? Says the Gemara, because he did not accept Lashonara in the name or from Amos the Navi. And he told the people around him, even if Amos did say that, 
I'm quoting Omar Chas Vashon Omar Oisay Tzadika. Being Omar, Ma'eseloi Shechina Amraloi. And I was telling the guys that when someone curses you out, when someone does speak Lashonara, you're missing the point if you turn on him. Because it's much deeper than that. And his Cheshbainas, his answering, that's between him and God if he did wrong or not. But there's obviously a, a deeper message that Hashem wants you to see. And I think if, if we tap into that, that there's nothing sound, and it has nothing to do with the people, and they're just messengers from Hashem, we live a free and happy life. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I'm going to say the story. It's a famous story, but because uh, we're up to it in purity of speech, it's an honor to, re- to say over the story, which there's so many things to learn from the story, uh, page 65, day 22, where the Chavz Chaim was once traveling with an esteemed Rav. And you can only imagine, if he was traveling with this Rav, this Rav must have been very Chashev, uh, and it was getting dark. They stopped at a nearby inn to spend the night. The innkeeper exhilarated to have the honor of serving such respected guests. Now again, he's traveling with a big, big rug. Provided them with a comfortable room and a hearty meal. After the guests finished their dinner, the innkeeper approached them and asked warmly, So how did you enjoy the meal? The Chavetz Chaim smiled and said, Delicious, thank you. Although the rug also agreed that the food was tasty... Here he goes, everybody. He commented, the soup could have used a little more salt. When the innkeeper left, the Chavetz Chaim reprimanded the Rav. You know you have just spoken Lashon Hara. The Rav disagreed. Are you not being a little bit extreme? All I said was that the soup was a little unsalted. Please come with me to the kitchen, said the Chavetz Chaim. When the Rav entered the kitchen, he was shocked to hear the innkeeper yelling at the cook. You embarrassed me. Why didn't you salt the soup properly? I should really have you fired. The cook was embarrassed. He broke out in uncontrollable tears, sobs. The Rav, taken aback, turned to the Chavetz Chaim and concluded, You were right. The power of words is truly profound. He then beseech the cook to forgive him. Unbelievable story. Unbelievable, unbelievable story. Yes, Eitan. Um, how, I mean, I understand how we cannot do Lashon but wasn't it also the right thing to say where someone's law is? I mean, what if it wasn't him and someone else, a king would have came in and said, Right. Okay, great question. So what he could have done is he could have said, Can I please speak to the cook? He could have walked into the kitchen and he said, I want to tell you the meal was delicious. Thank you so much for all the delicious food. I just want to tell you in the future, um, to me, it could be that there was a little bit, you know, a little bit not so salty. So in the future, maybe you might want to be careful to put a little bit more salt. But that's really only my personal opinion. And to go straight to the person. Right? 
So, but Eitan's saying, Eitan's saying, Eitan's saying is that, you know, if you really care about the person, you're not angry at them, and you want to do a litoelis, and you want to help the person, you say it in the most, you know, the nicest way possible, that's definitely better than, than, than the other way. Right? Like we say many times, like we say many times, at work, you're talking about your family, and at family time, you're talking about work. Right? We talk to the person, the person who's bothering you, you're talking to the person who doesn't bother you about the person who bothers you, and vice versa. So you lose on both ends. The person who's bothering you, you could, you could discuss that with the person. The person who's, who's, uh, you know, who's, who's, who's the problem to you, you can have an open conversation with that person in the most respectable, nice, a nice way. That's where you accomplish things. When a person is talking about other people, you know, that's where we get into trouble. Yes. What if you add salt? Huh? What if you add salt? It doesn't say anything. You add salt. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Also depends how you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You put a little salt. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Your little salt shakers. You got. You gotta get the soup. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, right, right. He says it's delicious. Right, right. Correct. 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 Yeah, it's not the biggest thing in the world. What do we focus on getting in fights? Right, exactly. Right. The so point is the anger. You're not allowed to talk negatively about food. Oh, beautiful. That was produced by a Jew. This means, seems a little extreme. After all, we are talking about food, not people. So why can't I talk negatively about food? However, picture how you would feel overhearing someone comment about you. Oh, she really doesn't know how to cook. Or imagine if you were the caterer or the baker. How would you react upon overhearing people talking negatively about your produce? The challahs from that bakery are horrible. The kugel from that caterer is raw. The company's popcorn is stale. Sometimes during a meal at a simcha or at a hotel or wherever it might be, you might, someone might say, excuse me, oh, the chicken wasn't fully cooked. Did you taste the soup? People don't realize that by degrading the food, they can cause the caterer, the cook, the baker to lose prospective customers. Furthermore, they are causing others to feel repulsive towards the food. If one would like to help the cook improve his cooking skills, you can directly voice your complaints to him or her. Of course, this needs to be done in a pleasant, respectful manner. Discussing it with other people is harmful, and therefore, Lashon Hara. Miyusud Mehilchus Lashon Hara, hey, Zion. And um, I just want to say, you know, this is something, as Rabbi Tzvi was saying before, when it comes to Shalom Bayis and it comes to, God willing, when you get married, oh, Rabbi Berg, you're here, I was going to mention your, the pizza shop story, but we'll let you say it. It's been a, what? You have another story? Okay. Yeah, yeah, please, please. I, but, but could you also repeat, could you also repeat the uh, pizza shop story? Because I've said it, but I probably, I've said it so many times, I've probably uh, 
you know, embellished some, uh, maybe not 100% what happened. So I got a chazer as far as what, what really happened. saying there's a person has nowadays access to to uh, to a lot of people in one shot by sending out something on social media he could be saying Lashon Hara to hundreds of people in one shot that's what you're saying and they right. feel like they're doing a this, uh, this store is disservicing me right. it's not going to publicize this for everybody just so we're going to more likes and more hey so this store also disservicing you yeah. and it's going to be a lot of you know uh, likes and shares and Can you tell us the pizza so shop story? I was mamish thinking of you during this, and I looked up and I saw you, so I was minister mine. I was going to tell the story, but probably not as good as you. Go. Pizza place. 
It's the same. My worst, most horrible pizza experience, yeah, was this guy's, you know, most unbelievable pizza experience. And I learned from that like a very valuable lesson that like when it comes to food or, or you know, and a lot of things, it's like it's not. It's, it's, it's really very arbitrary. It's, it's really um, uh, like they say, subjective. Right. Yeah, you can't. You know, one man, what's horrible for you, it's not salty, what's salty, but too not, you know, one man, like that's happened to me and my wife actually, that what's salty for me is is actually perfectly, it's like maybe good for her. And you know, the same thing comes time as well. It's, so especially that story, you can't, there, there is really nothing to complain about necessarily when it comes to food and, and you know, and, and the way you feel about it because it's really just, you know, everyone has different ways of tasting it and doing it, everyone's different. And that was a beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. And I just want to say it's so it's so amazing to hear that because there you're just talking about pizza. You know, like Rabbi Tzvi was saying before, you know, the 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 uh yeah, can I sign art just share sure, something. Sure. Please. Uh, no substance there, but too much pizza reminds me of the first year of marriage. Um, um, my wife had a slice of pizza from a store around the corner, and she was not happy about the pizza. So the next time she said, please don't get me a pizza from a different store. But I was taught in my custom classes that it's stomp, they stomp all you these things. So I got the pizza and I put a different bag, but she figured it out immediately. <laughs> she said, you bought it from the same store. So make the lesson whatever. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful story. Beautiful story. Don't judge pizza by the bag. The shot is, you know, when it comes to pizza and it comes to food, and I know it's something that seems so insignificant, uh, but it's so powerful um, how people can get divorced and people can fight and people can yell at people and people can have kindness on groups of Jews and people can have this, 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 Yitzhahara uh, gets us in that, you know, can have this hatred and can have this trigger, which obviously is something within yourself about a group of people or this type of person just because they're not like you. Just because they're not like you. And, and, uh, and of course, that's, that's human nature. Human nature, we said the other day from Rabbi Regensburg, who, you know, Baruch Hashem knew, knows the Gemara, he knew where the Gemara is. Uh, you know, like that. Um, how, how uh, is, is uh, you know the, the we learned it the other day in Sulchim where where one Amora said that, that when another when another Amora disagrees with me, it Most people it bothers them. It bothers a person when someone disagrees with somebody, and that's the nature of a person. So the more a person can learn to say, it's okay if other people disagree with me. It's okay not to have the same opinion. And you could respect someone else's opinion. You could say that, okay, they have a different opinion. And people get nervous about that, because then they say, oh, then I'm going to become a liberal, and then I'm going to let everything be. So you know what? Follow that trail, and follow that, follow that uncomfortability, if that's what you're worried about. A lot of times a person That'll happen to a person where they'll be like, okay, I can't be low, I can't let my wife 
you know, have her opinion because then things will fall apart or things will this and that. Okay, so go down that road and go <coughs> check yourself on that. You know, sometimes we're, we're mocked in the name of something else and uh, that's very, very dangerous. I want to say just on that note, um, I just want to say uh, uh, we, we usually don't, um, you know, dedicate shiurim um, uh, to, to people or to things or in honor or in memory, but I feel that today is a special day. Zevi, Zevi, it's your grandmother's. Today's your grandmother's yard site. So her name is Miriam Bas Moshe Zev. You're named after your, 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 well, your great grandfather? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to say Zevi. I just want to say he's finishing Pesachim today. I just want to say I just want to say um, that uh, something very special about Zevi. I guess it's in honor of your grandmother. When, when did she pass away? Hello? Oh well, who's, who's, who's mother? Mother's mother. So uh, I, I could just say that, that she must be proud of you because anyone who knows Zevi knows that uh, Zevi is someone who is uh, who is someone who is so so easy, so easy, and he's someone who just wants to do good all the time. Zevi's a very easy, sweet uh, person who just wants to do good things. Always, uh, always there to help, especially by by Rabbi Tzvi. You know, always there to help anyone. He's got a great um, smile. He has a great attitude towards life, towards Yiddishkeit. And uh, it's for sure a, a big bracha, besides the fact that you're very talented. Everybody knows your talents uh, as, a, as a doer, and that's what this world's about. We, we live in a world of doing, of asiya. This is the world. So uh, it's a blessing that you're spending your time. I remember the first week when you were in yeshiva this year, and I saw in your eyes, and we, we mentioned it, um, how he came, he came with a, uh, with a, correct, with an agenda to really grow and to, and the fact that you're, you know, you're finishing, what, you finished, you, you finished ahead, you went ahead, but he's been in the daf, how long has he been doing the daf? Since Brachas, you started? He's been in the whole time, so he's been and Pesachim now. Unbelievable, there's no greater nachas your grandmother Zabi's mom told me that Zabi was the favorite grandson of the father. Your brother? That's Zabi's brother. Okay, Shkoyah. So your grandmother's neshama should have an aliyah in the Olam MS. In the world of truth, there's only one thing. You know, this world we get distracted by, you know, balloons, and we get distracted by by all these funny things. That's why, that's why uh, Purim and Adar are the time where we have all this uh, funny, silly masks. things, that's these masks. masks, because it's a reminder, it's a reminder that, that uh, life, life is, is, uh, is a facade. All of these things that we're talking about and, and the things we get upset about and the things that we think are important are so unimportant. And there's only one thing that's important, and that is how you are working on yourself as a, as a person, your connection to Torah, 
your connection to Hashem, your love of the Jewish people and yourself, the things that make a difference in life. That, that's what life is about. And, and the world around us, the world around us, unfortunately, and it's, it's a Yetzirah, is very strong to make us focus on all the wrong things. For us to be in the thick of thin things. That we are distracted. Like I've said, the tachlis of the world is to distract us from our tachlis in the world. The purpose of the world is to distract us from our purpose in this world. Because, because your time in this world is very, very limited. Each and every one of us have a very, very small amount of time to live in this world. And, and uh, the avoda of this world is for a person, number one, to just wake up to that. To wake up and to say, yeah, I'm limited in my time. And it's not something that you could talk too much about. It's something that we don't talk enough about. To talk about the fact that, that life is short and life moves and you got to figure out and we're all going to die and we're all going to be, be uh, uh, buried and we're all going to be in, you know, down under and we're all going to be done, done. Every person, La'an Atahoylech, they're medayik in the Lushan of the Mishnah, La'an Atahoylech, the second you're born, you're already dying. The second a person's born, his clock is ticking towards the end of life. And, and what we want to try and do is we want to try and wake up. Wake up um, uh, before it's all over. Right? If everyone knows that I'm referencing on that one. Don't wake me up when it's all over. Wake me up before it's all over. And he's dead anyway, so... I don't mean that in a... a nothing against him. It's a great song. I'm just saying... It just happens to be ironic that he's, you know, it's all over. So um, on that note, Hashem will help each and every one of us. And the greatest thing, as the Medrash says, man boichai, man boichai, as the Rochel, the peddler came and said, who wants life, who wants life, and he said it twice. And their Medayik, the reason that he said, who wants life, twice, because people think that not speaking much in and seeing the good in people, that's something for the next world. That's for sure. That's for sure the next world. Very dangerous. If you read anything from the Goyim, from the Gra, you read the Gra's letter, you read the letter that he sent to his family, and most of the letter is talking about the dangers of how people talk. You read the Chavetz Chaim for sure. Chavetz Chaim, not just the Hilchus Lashon Hara, you read anything from the Chavetz Chaim, the power of speech, how dangerous and dangerous and dangerous it is the way a person talks. Igeris Ramban, right? All in the way a person talks. Um, so Hashem will help each and every one of us. I had something else I was going to say, but I, uh, I uh, forgot. Um, so Hashem will help each and every one of us. We all will be Zocha as Hashem, uh, not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara. Uh, not to um, be makabal, rechilas, or, or speak any rechilas. And to, to just remember, I think that what's very, very important is for a person to remember every day. It's something that we have to remind ourselves every day what life is about. You want to remind yourself every day how to be careful with your speech as much as you can. And we let, let us all be zocha 
to, uh, to all the blessings of those who are shomer, their piv, and those who learn the halachas, <coughs> us and all the Jewish people. Amen. 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 Shruli, you had a question or a comment? question, right? You have to make sure that Alright, you have to make, right, so you, you want to make sure that it's that it's uh, that it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. You have to make sure there aren't other agendas, you know, with the waiter. Right? You never know. You never know. You never know. But that's a good point. If there is a way to get the message in the, in the most respectful, helpful way, then, uh, then that's great. You know, I, I say that it's important if you go, you know, if you go to a restaurant, you know, how many times does someone go over to say, thank you so much, the food was delicious? Meaning, say, why can't you go over to the owner? Why can't you go over to the cook and say, I want to tell you, I just ate in your restaurant and everything was just delicious, was amazing. So if a person can do that and he does that, then maybe he could also say, oh, by the way, I was thinking... You know, blah, 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 blah. He can have a relationship with the, uh, with the cook. But, you know, but that's not our attitude. Unfortunately, sometimes that's not our attitude. The, ad- the attitude is, you know, kumpmir, which means, you know, uh, you have to serve me, and you're serving me. You know, that's the attitude that, that people have. It's all about serving me, yes, or acting. I mean, you expose that many people don't call because they, they have in mind, like, if you have a, a bakery or a restaurant, obviously... You know, you know how to cook. I see it every Thursday night. I force people to call my mother to tell her how her cakes right. are amazing. I force people. Right. And it's people amazing. are like, "What do you mean? Like, if she's selling the cakes, she knows that she does good cakes." Right. So I'm like, no way. Call her. Tell her. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Right. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I think that's so. I think it's so beautiful because it's like a line. Like, oh, what do you mean? My wife knows that I love her. My kids know that I love. Her. My kids know that I love them. So why do I have to tell them? Why do I have to tell my so- myself that I love myself? I know I love myself. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. We have to tell ourselves more and more and more. And like you said, to tell, to tell someone when something is, is delicious, I try. Again, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't always do this, but I really try. I mean, now, nowadays, uh, not, nothing's really open. But whenever I go to a pizza shop, or I go to a falafel store, I go to a restaurant, I try as best as I can afterwards. And sometimes it's embarrassing, sometimes I don't want to, sometimes I'm not in the mood, sometimes there's a whole line of people there, sometimes you feel stupid. But when I go over and I thank the people and I say it was delicious, even ready for this everyone? Even if, because sometimes in a place, it could be an Arab who made your food. So what, I'm gonna go over to an Arab afterwards and tell him you made a great shawarma, a great thing, whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, he's a person, and he made your food, and he prepared for your food. The greatest thing, the greatest thing, a, a wonderful thing to do would be to go over and say, 
Thank you so much for that shawarma that you made me. Thank you so much. It was delicious. Yes, yeah, so I have to Yeah, please. Yesterday, Uda Mattel told me that for his work, he had an interview with Sammy, the guy from Eritrea working here. And he was telling me like 10 minutes the story of his life. And like suddenly you understand that behind He's that sorry black thing, there is a human being, a person with desires and dreams. <coughs> I'm just telling him after, wow, thank you so much, it's so beautiful, you please, you're amazing. Really, like, he takes it, like, every word of those makes him... Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Hi, Gavaldic. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, Rabbi Berg. Hashem will help each and every one of us, as we said, to uh, speak beautiful things to people, to only say good things, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get back a little into Mesil Sharim, where we are um, up to, we're in the middle of Nikias, and we're talking about the challenges that happen when we hang around people. And just to chazer a little bit, uh, the first biggest thing that happens when we hang around people is we will verbally abuse them. That's number one. Number two is we will give them bad advice. Number three, we will talk Lashon Hara. Number four, we can hate them and want to take revenge. And now we're up to number five. Number five, says the Mesil Zisharim, he says the Shvuos, which is basically that a person promises and he says things and he doesn't keep his word. And Amar Rava, it's uh, based on the Gemara in Shavuos, V'hud Amar Lav Lav Trezimni, V'hud Amar Hain Hain Trezimni, and the Gemara in Bab this many people know this Gemara, V'hin Tzedek, Shiei Lav Shalchat Tzedek, V'hain Shalchat Tzedek, and let's talk about this because the next piece we're going to talk about is lying, and this is before lying. And basically the way it works is, and I mentioned this in, in our last year, is that when a person learns that his word is a word, when a person learns, as, as I said, you know, nowadays a person can, can have a, uh, a, a contract. He can have a contract with another person. I mean, Rabbi Steve for sure is gonna get excited when I, when I say this over. But a person can have a, a contract, and they have lawyers, and they have all these things, but one person's word is not a word. And this person is not true to what comes out of his mouth. And what he can do is he can take this whole contract that was a pile of thousands of words that he has and the other person has, and he can go and have a whole loophole and explain to you why it's not really true, I didn't really mean to sell it, and he get this, and blah, 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 blah. 
as opposed to, I don't know if people will have this anymore nowadays, but there used to be a time where the way it used to work, or if you want to know what Nasasab and Asata Bamuna, did you do business in, in the proper MS way, is that a handshake? When you say something, you say yes, it's, it's the what? Even like Japanese learning in the, in the divorce. Yeah, correct. You give a handshake to someone and you say, I'm selling you, I'm selling you, right. I'm selling you the $10 million property and that is gold. And that is more valuable than a contract that's written up by 17 lawyers and it takes time. I know myself, I've been involved in different things with properties and things and you think like, like it takes seven years for this, you know, it takes seven years for people to to agree to make a deal, why? Because their there's because their hin is not tzedek and their love is not tzedek. Their word is not a word. And when a person hangs around people, we're going to learn about sheker next. When a person lives in a world of sheker, and a person for sure, when you're involved in social media and you're involved in the world outside of of. Uh, the crazy world outside where everything is sheker. Nowadays you can't, right? You can't believe anything that's on the news anymore. You can't, you can't believe anything. So what happens is you end up becoming a person where, okay, so I said yes, I really meant no. I said five minutes, that's really 20 minutes. I say, give me a second, right? Even just that line, give me a second. I'll be there in one second. Just to say, you know, when a person trains themselves when he's with other people, to be careful. I'll say one story, and then Rabbi Tzvi, you'll, you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll share, uh, you know, some of your thoughts on this. But uh, they say the story from the Chedushia Rim. It's just a, a, it's a, a very strong story. But when he was a little kid, he went to Rabbi Kibbeger. Rabbi Kibbeger was the Galadar, and the Chedushia Rim was like a child prodigy. He was a gun. He was a genius. And they were both in the in Poland that area, and they wanted the Chedushim as a little kid to meet Rabbi Kibbeger. Now in Ger, during that time, they used to daven very late. They daven very late. And uh, the Chedushim Rim came to visit Rabbi Kibbeger, and he hadn't davened yet. He didn't daven yet. Now he didn't want to tell the Gadol Adar, he was a little kid, he didn't want to tell the Gadol Adar that he didn't daven yet. Right? But he went to speak to him and learning to speak to him. And uh, Rabbi Kiva Eger's wife offered the Chedushia Rim as a little kid, maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. He offered, she offered him a piece of cake. Would you like a piece of cake? That was before davening. So the Chedushia Rim was not going to eat before davening. So he didn't want to say out loud, I can't have a piece of cake because I didn't daven yet. He's sitting in front of the Gadol Adar. It would be embarrassing, especially in that time with Hasidim. Uh, and the Misnagdim, or the Kivega was, was uh, you know, was more on the south, was from the Misnagdim, and they say, oh, these crazy Hasidim are davening late, whatever it is, he didn't want to say anything. So instead, at, I don't know, 11 years old, maybe, whatever, however old he was, he said the words, I don't eat cake. That's what he says. I don't eat cake. So they say from that day on, the Chedusha Rim never ate cake. Why? Because he said the words, I don't eat cake. So now, that might be a high level for us to, to attain, not the not eating cake level, 
but the fact that when, when I say a word, when I say something, when I say something, I mean it. And if I don't, you know, if I don't, if I don't mean it, then I'm not going to say it. You know, Baruch Hashem, a person can get uh, schmoozing and he can have hundreds of hours of inspirational speeches from millions of hours of, from this rub and this dynamic rub about Shabbos, about Hashris, about all these things. And then you have one word of the Chavot saying the word to this Yid, the famous story where he said the word Shabbos. To say one word of a tzaddik that his words are heavily, heavily um, uh, weighed. Everything that comes out as the Arizal says, Ready for this one? The Arizal says is that every person has a certain amount of words until he dies. I'm not talking about Torah. Torah you could speak endless. When a person talks Torah, a person talks Abodas Hashem, it gives life. But when it comes to Dvarim Betelim, the Arizal says that a person has a certain amount of words. And when you finish those words, you're dead. That's it. So a person has to be very, very careful. And says the Ramchal, this is the fifth challenge that's going to happen when you're hanging around people, is that you just say things. You'll say things, and it doesn't mean anything, and your word is not a word. Question, comments? That what? Start judging everyone and saying, 
you know, it's a very small but the Shuba syndrome, Rabbi. And we got to work on that also. It's easy not to work on it. Then, then if somebody lies to you, you're like, okay, I'm also a liar. Who cares? Now, if I don't lie, everybody's lying around. Have mercy on that guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat yourself up. The fact that you're critical of other people and other things is very normal.
of, of, of times that I felt people did wrong and, and kept their word and didn't keep their word. But I can say in Mysa there was a building that I sold a few years ago um, that I was uh, involved in it. Well, no money for charity, but I was involved in it. And uh, the person um, didn't pay me the full amount. And I told him then, I said, you're missing the big picture. I said, if you were just a mentor, you'll get so many more projects, it will end up balancing it over. Um, it happens to be that other people found out that I didn't get paid, and five years later, a friend of mine from the Shkuna, from the Hood, he told me, by the way, I am in charge of the Uriana project, a five million shekel project for the Kablan, and uh, the person that they gave me was the person that didn't pay you, and I turned that person down. Now, I'm not getting in the behind the Tzadikim and the Lashonar, now I'm saying just an Ikuda, I'm not judging anyone, and I don't have any hard feelings, but I wanted to go to the guy and said, you scammed me for 90,000 shekel when you would have made five million shekel. But people don't see that picture because we're not God. But if we're honest, even if it works at that moment that I, I'm keeping my word, guaranteed, no one that was there in the world, no one that kept his word in, in the world, lost from it. And take that to the bank. Uh, I, I was recently like in a Senate office and um, I had a situation where what I would tell would make a very, very big difference and I asked her to see me and he said that um, in this case our, our direct is not the lie. And that's, that's what I did. It's still like, in a way, he reassured me because he told me that, you know, if you don't lie, you're following what Hashem told you to do. And Hashem, and whatever happens, you're the best. But once, once I try to, like, grasp the situation in my head, then it's going to be sticky. Amazing. 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 Hashem will help each and every way What? Nisanel said that he was in a certain place where he wanted, I guess, wanted to or could have helped his situation by, by changing something and maybe not saying everything truthful. And, the, and uh, it could have helped him in his situation. And he spoke to Rabbi Seidi and he said that, you know, you can't lose by uh, Hashem wants us to, to say the truth. And by saying the truth, you're, what was the line? Meaning you're... Right, it's up to Hashem, as opposed to you're taking it into your own. Uh, you're, you're trying to figure it out yourself, 100. percent Hashem will help each and every one of us. Yes. Easy to 
then just started getting very frustrated and upset because I told that person 10 minutes. Especially if, let's say, uh, you know, when the person's married, telling their wife something, or children, you want to uh, so, so I think it's just very uh, important to add that at the same time, yes, I am a person takes his word seriously or I'm working on taking my word seriously to realize that I something happened traffic or whatever it is, something that was onus beyond his control, to realize that I'm doing the best that I can. I can't control I can only do what I can do and if it didn't it didn't uh, I ended up being late, whatever it was. I do the best that I can. And I, that's what Hashem wants. Hashem arranged that, you know, there should be traffic, whatever, right. whatever it is. So, so I just think it's important to, once you hear, you hear like a clue like, like this, so it's, or for myself, so, so oh, you know, you know, everything I say, you know, that my eyes You should strive. Right, so we're, we're, we're striving for it, but at the same time, realize that if something comes in the way to there should be a a, a, a place of, of like I'm not perfect I'm not perfect I'm trying the best that I can right. giving that space for ourselves Beautiful. like I'm, I'm working towards Hashem will help each and every one of us. Thank you, Rabbi Sal. Hashem will, yes. Well, we shouldn't promise. We should say, okay, it's Hashem. I'm saying because of that reality that we can never guarantee anything, so we should, in general, say, I'm hoping to be there, but it's Hashem. It's amazing. Right. Right. To be careful. Right, right. Not to say, we will do this. I will do that. Yeah. Yes. When we have traffic, just say, I have traffic. Right. Not just saying, oh, I didn't say. That's good. That's good. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha to to be very sensitive, sensitive to to what comes out of our mouth. To be sensitive to try as best as we can, because as we know, by he adam chaya, the targum says leruach memalala, which means that a person is defined by his speech. That is who a person is. When a person speaks a certain way, right, you can meet somebody and say, oh, this guy's like this, and then you hear him talk, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't realize that he's like this. You could look at another person and judge him a certain way, and then you hear what comes out of his mouth, and you're like, wow, that person is so beautiful, that person, whatever it is. We judge very quickly on the chitzonius, but the second a person talks, you could tell the quality of a person and who they are as what comes out of their mouth. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha. And it's very, very important to remember. Very, very important to remember that our past is not something that we have any control over. The only control that we have of our past is today. If you want to change your past, change today. There's no other way for you to be able to change what you did in the past except for by changing the way you live today. And as I always say as well, for your future, if you want to build the best future for yourself, build your best future by living a great today and creating a great today. 
Because the more todays you have that are great, the more you learn to create the future that you want. Hashem should help us all to have a wonderful, wonderful, amazing day. Thank you very much.